Welcome to episode 102 Hello Bass Bastion Podcast. This week, Swim Jig Fishing 101 with the guys from Super K Swim Jigs. Made in USA, made in Wisconsin, hand poured, head tied, custom crafted swim jigs. Enjoy the episode. This week, the Hell of Ass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, another Wednesday night, another Hella Bass Live. Good to be back on a regular schedule. Got some good guests tonight. Um, exciting. A bunch of people already piled into this the stream here live. So uh, everybody's excited for spring. What's up, guys? How are you guys tonight? I'm ready for spring. Yes, sir. Totally agree. Ready for spring. Yeah, we got several regulars here. We got John. We got Dax. Rich G. Sean's here. Sean is like the uh, the guru YouTube uh, live stream attendee. So if he's here, it's going to be a good night. Uh, Sweet. We got Chris checking in from Iowa. Good. Well, tonight is basically going to be all about swim jigs. That's we're going to dig in. We're going to go hard on swim jigs because to me, nothing like gets me thinking about spring than like, well, jigs in general. But swimming a jig, flipping a jig. I mean, it just. It flat catches. I mean, it catches them all year, but the spring is like the time. I feel like. Yep, hundred uh, percent. I was uh, just looking back at some pictures, doing some research and stuff like that for a tournament coming up in the spring, and I'm looking at pictures, and I just remember catching all those fish on swim jigs in the shallows yeah. and watching them wake over and just smash it. So, one of my favorite times to fish a swim jig for sure. Yeah, there's that that under like up here. I mean, if you're not from here, where you get ice, but like right after ice out, there is a killer swim jig bite. Like they, I think I don't know if it's like all the little bait fish and like all the little run ins. Like all the ecosystem goes shallow for just a little bit, like really shallow, and they just, I mean, a swim jig catches them. I think some of the other stuff's too loud and too obnoxious, but that just that's they're just like. Yep, and as soon as it hits the water, they'll just come right over to it, and you you will you know you'll see them, and you'll sometimes even pull it away from them because you can just see the weight coming. It's <laughs> like so excited, they're gonna you're gonna feel them. So. Yeah, it's almost like frog fishing later in the year when they're waking it, but now it's like subsurface like waking. Um, yep. yep. Taylor's in the boat. He's all jacked up. Uh, <laughs> Fat boy fishing. Tim's excited for. Uh, Swim jigs, Gramps is checking in. What's up, Hunter? Matthew. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Nebraska opened up, but they're back to single digits. <laughs> oh. oh man. Well you got you got you, I'm sure they're still out there fishing though. You gotta be if it's open water. Yeah. Devin, he he fished at Lacrosse Regional. That was his first introduction to swim jigs. Um, oh yeah. Should have had some fun down there. Yeah, I remember it was probably, I think the first time I ever threw a swim jig was on uh, the Lansing pool, pool nine uh, in a club tournament. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we just put 
a jig with a grub and you just throw it out and reel it in and fish are, I'm like, and man, back then that was like uh, 10, 15 years ago. And man, it was yeah. like, they had never seen it before. They would just slack line it. It's still, I mean, it's not quite like that anymore. Maybe it is in some places, but like the fish on the river are getting a little smarter. But back then it was like, like the first time they'd ever saw spinnerbait in 1950s. It was crazy. Like they would just crush it and just, it was amazing. Yeah, it's funny you say spinnerbait because it's about like probably the same time 15 years ago. I used to be a pretty heavy spinnerbait fisherman. So I filled a lot of limits, you know, and stuff like that. But I got told by the guys, like, throw the swim jig sometimes when they're not hitting that spinnerbait. And that's like, it turned on a light, you know, as far as uh, how, to, how to fish that swim jig in, in the same situations that you're throwing a spinnerbait. Just chuck it in there and let, let them eat it, you know, and just yeah. reel it back and put a little action on it. And then you get to impart the action to it too. So you can make it act however you want, kill it. You know, it's just, it's got so much more flexibility in some cases than a, than a spinner bait, but still acts the same type, you know, gets those reaction bites. Or it can just finesse them up if you have to with the For same sure. lure. Clay says he's excited. Last year was his first year swim jig and he's already got a six younder this year. So Jesus. <laughs> you got a room to put us up for the week? Yeah, I'm not sure. I forget where Clay is. I don't remember. But uh, awesome. Yeah, so we got a lot of things to cover. I guess I just want to make sure we do thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the channel and the stream, as well as Super K. Um, and uh, they stepped up to sponsor the MLF Fantasy Fishing Games. So for those of you guys that are playing the MLF Fantasy Fishing, they do have some uh, year-end prizes. They're actually... Right here somewhere. I covered them up somewhere. There's, uh... The gift cards are right here for the winners of the all three leagues of the uh, Fans Fishing for Super K. So that's awesome. Um, I've seen some questions in here. I'm, I'm starring them so we get back to them about questions about swim jigs. So we're definitely going to go hard on swim jigs um, and talk all kinds of things here. Set up. Rod will probably kind of take turns talking about some of our setups and things like that. And you know, we'll definitely get into lots of questions about colors and, you know, line setups and anything we have, we'll, we'll cover all that tonight. And we're going to go about 90 minutes tonight. Uh, so we'll go to 930 and then we're going to go to a members only kind of after party. So we'll talk more about that later. So you guys that are members, you guys with the, uh, the green names and the badges and the chat, uh, make sure you stick around for the members only tonight. All right, Darius is here. Lots of people rolling in. We're already at 70. So we're already at, we got more in the first five minutes. We have more live viewers than we did last time we did this. So the Kelly and Corey were on April, what did I say, 7th? So about 11 months ago, exactly, uh, last year. We were just, in that time, April, we had just started fishing, right? We had been gotten out on the river. We didn't catch them. Um, and so, yeah, so hopefully in a month we're out fishing again if everything goes right. But that ice looks pretty – I watched one of Sobey's videos the other day, and he had his auger out, and he was drilling through a lot of damn ice still, so I don't know. Oh, man, it's not now, good. It, is. It's starting to popcorn. It yeah, won't take yeah. long. Yeah, the days are getting longer, so hopefully it happens. But th there's been years, like – and hopefully this isn't one of those years, right? Like we're literally like, you know, opener in Wisconsin on the lakes, right, is like May – first weekend and they're like literally like right is the ice okay. gonna be open like i know my buddy that lives up by like grantsburg you know it's not uncommon for them guys not breaking ice on opener so oh yeah yeah I lived, when i lived up in saner there was a year that 
most of the lakes were still froze over opening first weekend of May. Yeah. And that's really common up like on Leech too, like right. You know, up northern Minnesota. <clears throat> yeah, there's been a couple of years even in central mid central Wisconsin over there on the western side up by Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, where it was sketchy at best if we were gonna get that first tournament in. You know, everybody's worried you couldn't get any any kind of pre fishing in hardly at all. Opened up like the weekend before the tournament, you know. So yeah. It's quite a bit. But not this year. It's gonna be soon. Not this year. Feeling confident? No. Yeah, feeling good. Or else I'm just going to break ice with the express. There you go. Plow it through. So to start out, for those that maybe aren't like into swim jigs or don't know about swim jigs, I guess, Corey, what do you think makes a swim jig versus a regular jig? What do you what do you say the components are like? Is any jig a swim jig if you swim it? Or what, what would you say makes a swim jig? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can swim any jig. But, they're, you know, to get a true swim jig, I think that um, – you got to have some certain components there that, that make it better for swimming than the normal jig. Um, you know, like the, the head shape is pretty key because you're going to move that thing through a lot of, uh, let's call it traffic, you know, weeds, trees, pads, whatever, you know. Um, you also want it to be uh, fairly lightweight, you know, versus most other jigs. I mean, like I said, a lot of times with the swim jig, majority of the time I'm fishing it at five feet or less. And usually it's within one to two feet of water. Sure. So I'm throwing it up shallow and I'm expecting to get that bite usually within the first like 30 feet of shore. Um, so depending on the lake you're at, I'm usually using a quarter ounce or a three ace. You know, we do have um, up to a three quarter ounce uh, option that we can uh-huh. use if you're fishing deep water. Um, but yeah, the, the weed guard is also pretty key on there is, um, with ours, we use a lighter uh, weed guard than normal. So if you just buy it out of the package, you don't have to trim or remove any weed guard and it sets up a lot better where if they bite it, you don't have to worry about the weed guard getting in the way, you know? And I think that's really key. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, um, just the style of the hook too. I mean, we use a heavy hook. Um, I know with swim jigs, you're throwing them around a lot of cover and you don't want to worry about like a, a, a two or three out hook bending out. So we use uh, either four or five out hooks with all of our swim jigs uh, for the most part. Uh, and we go up to uh, Kelly, what are we using now on some of our bigger um, heavyweights, like musky swim jigs up to a nine out EWG in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tongs are running nine nine odd EWGs, which is a chunk of metal for sure. So that's that that big musky pike swim jig. Yep, yep, yep. You got one of those handy? Uh, I think. Yep. Let me see if I got one on that. Hole. I thought you just held one up like a minute ago. This <laughs> is uh this is one with the trim skirt that's got the old seven knot hook on it. Um, oh, is that? Oh, okay. I thought that was a regular swim jig. I got. No, but Kelly's got the new. Okay. So, and I guess in comparison, here's a swim jig on a, here's one of our swim jigs on our five. This is one of them that we're giving away tonight, but. Sure. Just for comparison and profile. Mm -hmm. And I do have, I do have a 10 odd hook that we might be putting into a swim bait this year too for our musky stuff. (laughs) We're not far from fishing. 
Yeah, sharks. Yeah, so I think, yeah, we talked about the head, right? The head shape. I think line tie, right? Yep. Yeah. So a lot of flipping jigs are going to have like a, a 90 or a 60. And what, what is the angle, I guess, on your guys' is... Those are 30s. 30s. So most of them are around that 30 or even a little bit less for swim jigs. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then and I guess also... I would say typically a little bit lighter, thinner skirt is normal in a swim jig. Now that can vary, but for like a traditional, what I would call a... I don't know, a Wisconsin or Minnesota or, you know, Mississippi River swim jig, they're typically going to have kind of a sparse skirt. I know when you go down south and you're doing like the the Alabama shake, then sometimes you'll get those bigger, fuller skirts. But, you know, for a, a northern swim jig, kind of the sparse skirt is normal. Yep. Yeah. And also like a just a nice, nice small keeper on there yeah. um, just for your plastic to keep that on there. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, obtrusive really. Um, because a lot of times you're throwing like a minnow style trailer. Yeah, there's the it's almost hard to see. <laughs> a little bit like yeah. blends in. Like yeah, or a different back, you know. So there you go. You can see a little better there. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, and some of them okay. use kind of some some swim jigs will have like a lead uh keeper or like have the traditional kind of like molded. But a lot of the, at least the northern swim jigs, have gone to the, kind of the wire, um, which is pretty popular. My webcam needs to go back and focus. Yeah, one of the things I really like about that wire keeper is I am not afraid to reuse my trailers. If I'm switching baits, but I want to keep using the same color trailer, that wire, you know, it doesn't it does its job as far as keeping it on, but it doesn't blow it apart like the lead keepers do. Yeah, the the lead will definitely like. It's bugging me. My camera won't go back to focusing. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I, I showed this one tip, right, recently, which is like um, for these wire guards, and we'll just do a quick tip here, is when you're putting it on, you thread it on normal. And, and just before you hit that keeper, if you give it about like a 90 degree twist and shove it up and then turn it back, then your keeper isn't going in the same channel. So you get like fresh plastic for that keeper to, and it'll get a, you know, a couple more fish before you tear up that trailer. Right. So there's just a quick yeah. little two second thing you can do that will help you, you know, get more, you know, bites out of a trailer, which is going to help you save money. So you can put gas in your boat when it's $5 a gallon. And uh, obviously the other thing I like about it is that just, I don't have to mess with it as much. Right. So the fact that I just don't, I'm going to get more casts through the day, which means I'm probably going to get a couple more bites. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Also, like you can flip over the trailer a lot too. You know, yep. uh, once you're done with it, if it's a grub style trailer, just flip yep. it over, use it again. Like I said, it's not blown out. Just that one side will be, yeah. but you know, or you bite, you a little bite off it off, and, take a scissors yep. and take three eighths of an inch off, and and you can do that with the wire. Whereas, like with the lead keepers, once that happens, they tend to just kind of keep splitting open, and you can't really do that as much. What's up, Jig right. Squad? Good to see you in the house. Uh, let's see here. Make sure we're not missing anything. Yep, jigs rock. Uh, Pundits Fantasy Fishing Group. Oh, look, Kyle Jesse's in the house. Winning, leading right now, all in good time. It's pretty tight. And you're definitely not leading the drain the lake, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, I can't say that I've tried to swim jig with a screw lock have you guys ever played around with putting a, a screw lock on a jig uh we did talk about it the problem is 
you know, that basically means we have to modify our mold. And once it's modified, mm -hmm. it, it it's done. It can only do mm -hmm. one thing. So yeah, you'd almost have to come out with a new, you know, like a another version, right? And that would have to be kind of a separate thing. Yeah, which is totally doable. But you know, it's another one of those things where it's kind of a, you know, there's a screw lock school and there's a wire keeper school and some guys love them some guys hate them you know we kind of yeah. feel that got going has been working really good and there's yeah. if it's not broken fix it yeah i like the screw lock on i've got uh our grass jig right like it's a heavy three-quarter ounce jig and you know right. like that's you're you're that like you yeah, so like this thing, right? You know you're flipping it into grass and you're gonna put a trailer on there and you're gonna lock it on there and then like right, you know you're gonna be like just like reefing on that thing and out of the foil and that kind of stuff. So in that case I can see where a, a screw lock, but on a swim jig, I've had a lot of success with the uh the screw lock, so or I mean the, the wire. So um <laughs> I want to make sure we wreck it up before I forget here. Uh, we got a new member, Scott. Welcome to the team, Team Hella. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Uh, always glad to see that. And then uh, Monty McWilliams just came in and dropped uh, a big donate, a bomb, $49.99. Good to see you, Monty. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, that is way too much, but that's awesome. It's appreciated. Um <laughs> It always like catches me off guard when Monty does that. Um, checking in from Kentucky, I believe. Um, hopefully, rocking his visor down there. So, why don't you guys give us a little bit for the guys that like didn't catch last year's stream or new to you guys, like just a little bit of the history of Super K and where you guys are located and kind of how you got started and how long you guys been you know building jigs. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, um, I uh, I had fished with the uh, original owner of Super K for quite a long time. Um, back in the you know uh western side of the state and uh used his products for a long time really enjoyed them uh and some of the reasons that you know the reasons that when i heard he was going to sell the company that i really was interested in, in getting getting together with him uh i brought kelly in right away because kelly and i have been friends for 35 40 years 30 30 years probably um and we've always talked about doing something like this together and you know running a fishing company and doing stuff we really like to do. Um, and uh, it's just been, it was a really good company. Uh, we got to get a hold of it and uh, we just kind of try to take it to the next level and improve the packaging, improve the product a little bit, um, keep the majority of the stuff the same because that's what made that company and that jig what it was. Um, and uh, I think that's the really cool part and I mean, we just enjoyed making these for everybody and uh the problem is you have to buy stuff from people you don't know nowadays mm -hmm. and when we have this big group of people in this north northern wisconsin uh even across the country now uh with a lot of orders coming in from every, almost every state uh it's really cool to be able to make these for everybody individually and when you order something from us it's made right away and sent out very quickly you know by kelly himself so uh, that's the cool part, and I, I think that's what we both enjoy about it, and, and being able to help people out, you know, get in the fishing game and and have their money go further when it costs a lot to do things nowadays. So, yeah. and when you say made, right, like poured, 
painted, tied, trimmed, like packaged. Like it's not Kelly's not just throwing some jigs on a, a, a head from China, right? Like these are actually made right. in Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. I, if anybody's follows us on Instagram, I think it was yesterday, the day before, I put out a picture of what I start with is literally a box of a thousand mustad hooks in a giant nest that are all together. So it starts there. I got to, you know, separate all the hooks and then, yeah, pour the lead, do the paint, epoxy the weed guards, you know, paint the eyes on the ones that have painted eyes. And then everything is hand tied, which is what really, what it really boils down to is, you know, the hand tying of the jig, you know, you can take your jig and, just yank on that sucker that skirt's not coming off <clears throat> so i mean cory one of our favorite stories is you know cory's got jigs in his box that have three or four strands left on them mm-hmm. and you know still fishing them and still slaying fish with those i, I think actually I, remember, I was gonna say i remember you posted <laughs> yeah you got one too rich yeah <laughs> like yeah that thread is, and actually, this one I know is, is actually one that's from Greg because I had him tie him with red skirts. Yep. So that tells you how j- that thing is older than it's probably as old as my oldest child and still has the skirt on it. Yep. Right. Yep. I have a handful of those too. Some of them have been retired and put on the wall, even just because it's so fun to have that story. Um, <laughs> you know, that oh, yeah, that looks pretty nice. I mean, that'll <laughs> still catch like fish. two strands on there, but the thread's all there. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and, and the jig head's all in good shape, and that's the thing, yeah. you know. Like a lot of those times, you'll get those really bad jigs, and they'll go rusty on you. Um, you know, the jig. I mean, still, like I said, you can last. Those things last for years. I had one I fished with the tournament for like three or four years, and like it had seven strands when I showed it to Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I have a hard time getting rid of them. I because they the thing is like sometimes when they get like this, they really like, work better. Chew them even better. It's ridiculous. Like <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. Absolutely. Now, every once in a while, I've had a pike catch one just right, and it like oh, <laughs> and it, the somehow they chewed the threads off of it. But um, yep. yeah, so Chris, these guys are super K jigs. Uh, Corey and Kelly, they're from Wisconsin. Um, so, hey, if you have pike, cut those, ha- cut the tails, and you want to send them back to us, we'll retie them for you and send it there back. There you go. So there you go. It's just that's just one of our deals that it's always been part of the part of the game here. So because our jigs just should never have any skirt on them at all. I mean they you know they gotta have something. So yeah, Rusty, there should be a link down in the description um of the video, but it might be hard to see under your live chat. I can post it in the uh <clears throat> um <clears throat> the uh the comments here and pin it too for those that want it. And yeah, it's pretty believe it or not, there is a case. discount code. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, superkjigs.com. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find. Uh, but I'll put a link in there as well for people. We can't expect people to actually like type things in on their own that you know. Oh, that's what Siri's for. So there we go. I'll put it in the chat and then I should be able to pin it here in a second. Um, Let's see here. 
there. I said they already found it, but I put links in there. Um, let's see, I can. Takes a second to pin here. There we go. Now it should be pinned in chat for everybody. Perfect. I expect to see my phone start blowing up with orders. Yeah, Kelly was just complaining that. that they just finished. He just finished up a bunch of show orders, and he was bored today. So, um, yeah. he'll be in the shop all day tomorrow. I saw here. He'll call me. He'll be like in the shop. In the shop. That's what he says to me when I call him. Right. <laughs> well, good thing he's got speakerphone. He doesn't have to stop tying when you call him, right? That's what it is. He's like, I got to put my headphones in. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Most of the time. Yep. We know the process. Brian said he ordered on Saturday and got them Thursday in Nebraska. Right. Hey, Brian. Gone. I remember the order. <laughs> Here's a good question. What's the most popular selling color? We just did uh, this research. Yep. Uh, so last year's top seller was a quarter ounce river white, which no surprise. I mean, that's just that's solid white with some sparkle. Uh, and then the other one was a three ace Kazugel, which is uh, which is like that pattern right there. It's a, a bluegill type pattern. Actually, is See, that missing some strands? Is yep. that Kazoo or this is Kazoo. This is Kazoo Gill. Yeah. That's my Kazoo oh, yeah. Gill one. Yeah. So everybody wants a but better yeah. look at it. There's the. There you go. So definitely a solid hitter all year long. I mean, great bait fish pattern. I mean, that, that imitator is now my absolute favorite, and definitely going to be on, Yeah, that imitator is going to be on my rod all year this year. I guarantee it. Was that on the first page or this page? Uh, that's that purple and white one that you have with the pink strands. Ah, this one. Yep. Is yep. that one on the yeah. website, too? Yep. Yeah, the Im imitator. I saw you go buy it, but oh, maybe page it's on the one page. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. We have a ton of we, and we have every color you can imagine, and then plus the ability you can make to make whatever you want with us. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's kind of one of our my favorite things to do is custom requests. I mean, it gets me. I the monotony of tying hundreds of these things at a time gets a little boring. So, adding some. Uh, Adding some new colors and options and patterns is always a, a fun time for me. Yeah. We like testing them too, not to be honest with you. <laughs> we take a bunch of hammer. I mean, I have, if I showed you my box of stuff that Kelly gives me to test out, like it's, I have like three or four colors I usually throw, then I have six or seven colors I'm trying out just for the, just for the next couple months or whatever. So and it's everything. I mean, there'll be tinsel, black, green. I mean, I don't know, uh, pinks, uh, which which were on fire on the river a couple of years ago and last year too. And that's why he went to that imitator. I mean, that's one of his favorite old Rapala colors. I'm not gonna lie. When this guy, I mean, used to trout fish way back in the day, that's one of the only colors he ever had. So uh, he had to have a jig that matched it and he made it. So it was beautiful, so. Yeah, a lot of people obviously bought some last year, saying they had some good success with them. Um, Swimbait on a Prairie said crappie was his go-to last year. 
Yeah, that's a that's definitely another big seller too. And and it's a killer pattern. It's it's a simple pattern, but it's highly effective. Yes. Yeah. I think I actually have. Yeah, there's still in the package, but there's the the crappie. It's kind of a. Yeah, and that's another thing with the packaging too. Um, we we use the the two by three bags so people can put it right in their tackle boxes and not have to worry about rust uh action yeah there you go my tackle box looks the same way yeah, tons of like, bags of jigs just so yeah they fit in there they don't you know it's kind of nice because like it protects them keeps them dry but they're not a big you know clamshell type thing you know it's not i mean this isn't a jig but you know like there's people that put jigs and things like this and it's like first thing i do like got to toss that in the garbage and then i got to just throw them in there right so i'm so yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I believe in the same thing as the bass tag jigs are basically packaged the same way. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks, Jig Squad. So Jig Squad actually does like a whole bunch of things. You might, you might, I have to might plant the ear, the seed with Cuda. Maybe you guys could be a future guest on Jig Squad on one of their live streams. Cool. Um, yeah, actually, I saw some of their posts today on Instagram. I think we follow each other on Instagram, so I've been nice some of their work so that's yeah i like what they're doing for sure i got a bunch of starred questions here to run back through um how did swim jigs play on pool four last year at the state oh. tourney i they very well uh in the wisconsin in the minnesota state tournament um in practice i threw it quite a bit and it was a good search tool for me to find some fish in practice it didn't end up playing a lot in the tournament for me actually the first day i had one big call kept me in it on a small mouth um so yeah i mean the one thing is like swim jigs work everywhere in my opinion but like there's always like you know i'll usually have one on my deck on a lake but i'll almost always have two on my deck on the river (laughs) like um so it's 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 an unbelievable i mean if you've never been to the river or you're going to a new part of the river or you're not sure what's going on and you just need to cover water and try to get a bite to get a clue it's hard to beat a swim jig Right. Yeah, it's it it comes in handy as search bait when you're doing something like that for sure. You know, and then you can dial in after that, but I yeah. I I same thing. I've always got one. If Corey and I are in the boat, I usually both of us are usually throwing a swim jig. Yeah, it's my first I mean, I usually try to start, you know, in that in that area. It's just my comfort zone, you know, when you go out, it's like uh I fish an aluminum boat to get shallow and uh that's how i like to roll around and even if they're not biting it you know you find out pretty quick but the thing with that is that you can slow it down too doesn't mean you can't fish it like a like an actual flipping jig if you have to and i've gotten a ton of bites stopping that you know those swim jigs that river uh the river gill especially with the silver lining on the inside uh when i'm in a small type environment uh, i'll stop that bait and let that bait flare out because our the ways our jigs are tied if you stop it in the water it opens up so the inside color you'll see a lot of times um, when it opens up, you'll there'll be something left there for the fish to look at yeah. or something different, and that'll trigger that bite sometimes when you really just haven't been able to get a bite other than that. I think so, that's what Kuda refers to as the flow. <laughs> so there's a couple of questions. What do you guys like for a rod and reel and line setup? What's what's your kind of setup? <clears throat> Kelly, you can take this one first. 
Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm always in the back of somebody else's boat, so I travel light and I keep it simple. I got a seven three medium with fourteen pound mono, and I can everything I'm going to throw that day I can put on there. And, but I'm not fishing for money either. You know, when I'm out fishing, I'm somehow miraculously got enough time to slip away from the shop, so I take advantage of it. But you know, I don't do a lot of tournament fishing. I might hit some leagues up throughout the year. Uh, so like I said, you know, I'm always in the back of somebody's boat. So I travel light and keep it simple. If I need something, whoever's boat I'm in usually has what I need. He means my boat. Cause I have a <laughs> lot of extra stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's um, the other thing. Not enough room for my stuff. So I have to travel light. Oh, come on. There's plenty of room <laughs> in the back. Uh, <laughs> I use a couple of rods. Um, usually I have like a 611 Jason Christie, like a pitching stick that I use. It's a heavy action. Uh, when I'm when I'm like around the docks and, you know, kind of like in that spinner bait type throwing close to the shore. And then I have a, a Jason Christie signature series, uh, uh, seven foot three heavy moderate that I use when I'm fishing more open water and making those bomb casts where I need to get a little bit more meat on the hook set. And, uh, you know, that's kind of my two go-tos on that. So I have a couple of those, but once in a while I'll throw a light, if I'm throwing a lighter four-aught hook, I'll throw a lighter rod. But other than, I mean, I usually always throw the one of those two for the most part. What kind of, what kind of gear ratio and line do you like, Corey? I'm usually using 8.0 gear ratios. Uh, I usually use 8.0s for my moving baits and stuff and i have six point a couple six point fours for crank baits you know usually uh and then line most of the time uh 14 to 17 pound fluoro uh just depends on you know the situation it can be lighter or or one step heavier or lighter but usually it's that one of those couple combos somewhere in that range probably 16 pound test for the most part mm -hmm. sunline a lot of times just the standard stuff and just spool that up on my seven foot three. And then my, usually if I'm the dock one can be heavier line Cause I'm usually throwing it around docks that can be like the 17 or 16 as well. You know, maybe 15 or 14 kind of just depending on the tournament. So. Yeah. I, th I think mine is pretty similar. So like my normal setup is a uh, Dobbins champion XP. Actually, it's not even XP. This is pre XP. This is an old school one. I've had this one forever. 734 C. So it is rated as a, what is it? A, uh, seven, three heavy, fast action. But if you know anything about Dobbins, they're a little bit lighter action than, you know, they rate their rods a little differently than other people. And this one has a slightly more moderate action than even some of the other heavy. So it makes a really good swim gear grad. And I know my buddy, uh, JJ down in Iowa, he loves this rod, uh, the dock down there, um, and it's all around good rod. There you go. He's on there right now. Look, see, you heard me talking about him. <laughs> JJ agrees. This to me is like the swim jig rod. I've got an eight to one SLX, I think, on here, so similar. And then, yeah, I would say 16 to 17 pound floral is my normal. Sometimes I'll go up to 20, sometimes 14, but 16 to 17 is kind of the, the normal. And I will throw you know it on braid. Uh, occasionally i usually have one rod if i'm on the river and it's like summer and there's slop right like and you you can almost reel a swim jig over like a, a duckweed mat like you can swim a frog or a you know, little buzz toad right you can use a like a light eighth ounce or quarter ounce swim jig and then uh, then a lot of times i'll go braid on that and that's where i really like 
the beefier hook <laughs> on the Super K because sometimes I forget and I got an old another style <laughs> yeah. river jig on braid and I'll throw it there and I'll be like, Ugh! and then I'll get back and I'll be like, no bueno. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and I think that's the rod. That's how those Jason Christie rods set up a lot too. Is they're they're a, a little bit more flexible than what they say. You know, mm-hmm. but they do have some pretty good backbone too. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are that's the best setup you can have if you want to have an all-around rod too. Like if you only can afford one combo nowadays, like I would get something in between that seven foot one and three, and yeah. medium heavy to heavy, moderate to moderate fast, fast action is cool too, uh, and just run with that in like sixteen pound fluoro, and you could probably do almost everything you need to do. Or like you said, have braid a braid spool too. So and I, and I called out the champion rod, which is like a you know two hundred fifty dollars, and you don't definitely don't need that for swim jigs. I mean, I like it; it's got a great action. But you know, a seven thirty four Fury or Colt, you know, in that eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars range, like those rods will do just. Fine. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, fish eat swim jigs, and you don't usually miss them because you don't feel the bite. Like it's just like you're either gonna feel it like, or it's just gonna load up and it's gonna be there. Like you don't need a like super sensitive rod to fish a swim jig by any means. Right. You're going to feel a tick or you're going to just have a fish on, you know? And it's not very often that like a fish bumps it and spits it. If if you feel them hit it and they didn't hit it, they probably just came up and closed mouthed it. Right. They like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a, uh, it's usually a standard bite with the swim jigs too. You know, like, yeah, you're usually going to feel that, them close their mouth on it and they're just there uh, and then you just set into them you know mm-hmm. but that's what's nice about that big hook too is if you're in that cover like you're saying you can just lay it to them so yeah swim jerks around cypress trees i think as long as you've got um yeah, I, w- I wouldn't see why not um i don't hear about it a lot um I didn't throw it a lot. I tried it a little bit when I was down in Louisiana, but I didn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, a spinnerbait seemed to work a little better for me down there, but I would assume certain times of the year, a swim jig would be good around cypress trees. Um, I would think they probably get a little more of that shake, right? People are going to do the shake more often uh, instead of a steady retrieve around cypress trees. I don't know. Do you guys sell a bunch of swim jigs down in Louisiana in the bayou, or do you hear a bunch of people fishing around cypress trees? Uh, I mean, I definitely do send a lot of, Orders down to Louisiana, um, Alabama, Texas. I get a ton of stuff in Texas. So I don't know what they're, you know, what lakes they're fishing on and what kind of structure they're working around, but they're using them and I'm getting repeat orders from those customers. So they must be working. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was born down there. I didn't fish any swim jigs, but I mean, uh, I think that water clarity could be a key down there too. I mean, it might be, you almost have to use white because it's so tannic of a water down there when you're getting around those root stems. So that's why, like you say, the spinnerbait works good, but you know, probably a river white if with a, with a big trailer on it. I mean, if you put more thump on that trailer, I don't see why it wouldn't work around there. And we have swim jigs with the heavier guard due to, they work better around wood. Throw something more like a spicy beaver, a pocket crow or something that's going to like throw a bigger profile. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, I think we touched on this, Rob. But if yeah, we're more we're saying moderate fast mostly for swim jigs is what we like, uh, Sean. Um, do you think eyes make a difference? I think some of your patterns have eyes and some of them don't, right? So what's what's the thought process on when you put eyes and when you don't put eyes? I'll tell you what the process is. So Greg, mm-hmm. the original owner, did painted eyes on 
pretty much all of his patterns. Uh, he actually stopped for a short while and got reamed out by the customers. So he started doing them again. Um, I personally hate it because it takes a lot of extra time. And I don't know that there is a payoff on it. Um, basically, every jig that we've created since we've owned it has not had eyes. All right. So uh, there's like there's <laughs> the the, uh, the key, right? So if it's an OG pattern that Greg developed, it's got an eye. And if it's a new school pattern, it doesn't have an eye. That's yeah. yeah. And there's I, I think I don't know. I mean, I fish them pretty fast. So, I mean, I think you have to look at the pattern as a whole. I think if you were fishing, a, you know, and that's how I, that's how I look at it too. I mean, I look at it as more of a total color versus, I mean, I can't see the eyes on that picture from here. And if I was a, you know, fish chasing, I don't think I'd be looking for eyes. I mean. That's because you're old, Corey, but. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a constantly moving jig and. I don't think a quarter of an inch of orange is going to make that much of a difference on the overall pattern. Now, granted, sometimes it very well could, but, you know, a lot of the ones That's... that I fish are the ones that I created, and I don't have eyes on any of them, and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. I do want to say it's thanks up. to everybody in orders i've got like four or five orders already so <laughs> awesome nice, I will not nice. Tomorrow. there you go but with the eye thing you know rich uh you know big part of fishing is confidence though too right so if you think the eyes make the jig better i mean i half the time i'm using one my uh one of my favorite white patterns is this antique shad it's got a little bit of gray in it and stuff like that that doesn't have any eyes on it it's kind of like my beard Just a flat yeah, yeah, that's why we crafted it after your beard. Uh, and then my other one is my uh, my kazuga with the eye. So I use both, you know, almost interchangeably. And I, I, you know, but if you have confidence in the eyes, use them. And if not, I mean, you know, you go with the ones without it because we have all the patterns that you could use. So getting a few questions about weight. Um, from my experience, I, I don't know, what you, I mean, what you guys sell, but for me, my quarter ounce is where I start most of the time and that's my go-to and then i'll go three eighths ounce if i want to fish like slow roll it or i feel like yeah. i need to really like burn it but i don't want it like super high i guess but i would say i'm probably like 80 percent quarter 20 percent three eighths but i know there's some guys that are different but i guess what i mean you guys is it a pretty even sell or is it dominated by quarter or what, what's it look like for your customers uh no yeah it's it's about a 50 50 split okay and a lot of times, a lot of times, I'll get orders where the customer is ordering, you know, both weights in the same pattern. Yeah. So you know, somebody will order four quarter ounce river whites and four three eighths river whites. And I mean, for me personally, like I said, I'm a minimalist when I'm on the boat, so I basically run everything three eighths. So if I I can throw a three eighths swim jig spinner bait bladed bait, you know, and I'm not monkeying around with my reel all the time because I'm only using one rod. Mm-hmm. So I just, that three ace carries through a lot of different gear that I use. So I tend to run a three ace for the most part. Yep. And I run a quarter. 
So that's just, I mean, that's like half of our customers and some of them will order only three eighths. Some of them will only order a quarter too. I mean, it's, it's really funny how the split goes and you can tell it's a lot personal, you know, based on personal preference and fishing style and, you know, where you're fishing. Uh, there's a lake I fish up north that I fish a, ha a half to a three quarter because it's so deep and it's 10 feet with really tall, sparse weeds. And you have to have something that'll swim through that stuff. And there's very few baits that you can throw that will work its way through that kind of cabbage without getting all caught up within five seconds, you know? So I use a lot of those up there too. So there's always that niche spot to have those different weights too, you know? And if you fish that lake consistently, you're going to fish that heavier weight probably. So. George says he's a three eights guy. So he likes to skip it. Um, yep. No, I might. Unlike my my Arky style jigs for like dock skipping, three eighths is my normal. But for casting a swim jig, it's mostly quarter ounce. And a lot of things, the things you can do is like, like if I put a little tiny, subtle boot tail like this small Arsenal tactical minnow on there, this three eighths or this quarter will fish similar to this three eighths with a big paddle tail on it. You know what I mean? As far as like rate of fall and depth control. So there's a lot of things like if you put you know, a small swim bait or a grub on it or a menace grub versus, you know, something like a big, you know, spicy beaver, that's going to change your sink rate and your, where it's going to swim in the speed uh, in that respect. So you can also adjust a lot with your trailers and not necessarily always with your, your weight size. And that's color wise too. I mean, that's a big thing, you know, you can take, that's why I think river white is a, is a bestseller because you can take a white trailer and, and run that or you can take a chartreuse trailer make it a white chartreuse without having to buy two different jigs or a white and green or a white and blue you know that color goes across a lot of different patterns and one of the funny thing is is you take that crappie pattern and you throw a black menace scrub or something on it and it completely changes that crappie to uh, a, a pattern that can be seen in dark water you know some of that, that other kind of water where you're not going to see a clear trailer on it so Absolutely. that can be a big difference too. For sure. JJ, what's, what are you, are you a three eighths or a quarter guy? Let us know in the chat, JJ. Um, Nick says hard thump and paddle tail one to 12 feet. I do think on lakes I fish, what if, you know, if I'm fishing a shallow flat, I'll probably mostly stick with a quarter ounce, but if I'm going to slow roll a swim jig on a weed line or something, I'm probably going to go to a three ounce a lot of times. Um, here jp says he's mostly quarter ounce on the river i think the river it's going to be i would say it probably skews a little more quarter ounce on the river but that's my yeah guess. unless you're out towards like the wing dams and the current and stuff like that where you have to get that extra couple feet of depth yeah, too it kind of depends on the current. current yeah yep uh let's see here reeling with rego top three colors river blue sunfish color and purple he says best colors for four or five clear lakes up north of the cities. And if nothing works, what color do you use? <laughs> nothing works. What color do I use? Uh, <laughs> uh, I will always go back to like one of the bluegill colors in most cases, because it's a like green pumpkin ish. Right. Base color that you can throw in picture on anything and fish are going to eat it. Yeah, you know I, that's how I feel. I have a ton of confidence with that. Just like throwing a anything green pumpkin, really. I mean, it's got a little bit of color to it, but it's not overly gaudy. So you can throw it in clear water, or you can throw it in some stained water with a different colored trailer. 
So that's kind of my fallback. If I have to go to one, uh, if I had one to pick, it'd probably be a bluegill, like a green pumpkin bluegill. So. Yeah, I would say in in in, in the lakes, I probably would. T- my default, if I can't get a bite and I want to keep fishing the sugar, it's probably going to just go to a, a green pumpkin or a bluegill of some kind. On the river, probably depends on the time of year, right? In the fall, I'll probably go to a white. In the spring, I'm probably going to default to like a black and blue of some kind. Um, how much do you think rate of fall depends for a swim jig? Do you think there are there days? Or do you think it's more about the retrieve speed, or what do you think? Yeah, I, I had a day when I was on a lake that Kelly and I fished a lot, where I couldn't get a bite. I knew there were fish were there, and I started to have to basically pump the swim jig, where I would throw it out, pump it, reel it, pump it, and then they would hit it like. And they, this was after an hour of fishing the same spot. So um, I think rate of fall has to have something to do with it, you know, and uh, the able to vary that retrieve is something people forget too, is it doesn't have to be just cranked straight in, you know, you can, you can make that jig dance a little bit and then sometimes it'll trigger those fish and not let it, you don't have to let it hit the bottom either. So. So JJ said he'll go all the way down. The only time I go to an eighth is typically like if I'm fishing it like a top water. Um, yep. Kelly and I both have a couple of those in our box too. Like the, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Mana Scrub trailer guy as well. I got Me a too. couple of them rigged up here with the Mana Scrub. And <laughs> I like the Mana Scrub because you can rig them two different ways, right? If I want to get a deeper presentation, I run it more vertically. And if I wanted to fish it shallower or be a little more weedless, I'll turn it so it's flat, plain, uh, and it just gives it a different action and a different fall rate. Um, I think that's one of your yeah. favorites too, isn't it, Corey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it for fishing over cover a lot too because that, you know, that menace grub will ride up over cover if it's flat. Right. Um, you can you can just kind of slow slink it along the bottom, and it will keep that jig upright as it sits there. You can move it really slow. And some of those trailers would make it fall off to the side where that one will actually keep it steady, especially if you have it trimmed down real short and compact. So, yeah, definitely one of my favorites, along yeah. with it, just the old boot tail if, if I'm going to throw something else. so Yeah, there's definitely people that like to throw toads with that lighter one. Uh, I know for a long time, the little seismic, I don't even know if they make them anymore, the little seismic frog was a super popular sw- swim jig trailer in general on the river. Uh, we have some yeah. we have some uh, colors that match the frog the frog patterns too. I, I like to fish those that way. I've caught a lot of them on Mississippi, bringing them over the duckweed, you know, with the trailer on, just ripping it over there, and it's they'll eat it pretty 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 handily. And then you only have one hook to worry about. You don't have you can fish it like a frog, like you said, but you only have one hook to go into them, and they're not coming off. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, Gabe nailed it. A little dipper, a menace, and a rage craw. I mean, <laughs> that pretty much covers everything yeah. you need. Uh, yeah, agree. All right. Cool. All right, let's see here. Well, there's been several questions about the Clacken redesign coming back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys just want to touch on that. Too many people asking about it to ignore it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, we're basically working on designing a, a blade right now um, to get as close and tight as a direct connect um, as possible. 
Um, I've got prototypes literally sitting right in front of me, but you're not going to get to see them. Um, <laughs> so we are, the ball is rolling and we're hoping to be able to come back out with something by May. So by the time open water and the official season opens up, we are hoping we should be ready to rock and roll. So just got a couple of, couple of minor tweaks to make. We'll make sure it's as dialed in as it can possibly get before we move forward with it. And, you know, we don't want to rush something and get it out there and then just deal with a lot of problems and, you know, people not being happy with it. But I think the where we're going with it right now is in a good direction, and it's I'm excited about it. Uh, it there's nothing else anywhere near like it out on the market. So I think it'll be... I think it's going to be just as reliable as, you know, Z-Man's Direct Connect, the Thunder Cricket. Same, going to be able to get that con- that head contact, and uh, it's I'm I'm pretty stoked. So, so yeah, you guys it got noticed coming. by Z-Man basically, <laughs> and it turns out your loophole wasn't a, a loophole enough, is what you're saying. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't loopy enough, right? <laughs> the loop the loop was not a loop. It was just a direct road, right? To see, man. It was, a, it was an open loop, apparently. Yeah, that was yeah. the problem. Um, so, for the people that have the existing Clacken, um, any tips for tightening it? I guess I've always just took a pliers and just kind of like tweaked the, yeah. the eye down a little bit. I don't know if you guys have anything else. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can just close it right up. That's the best thing. Is if you if you're putting a blade on there, you you really like just close it right up. So pliers smash it so it's really just kind of that right you just gotta kind of grab it and just kind of tweak it down a little bit and then that shouldn't be a problem yeah and it doesn't even have to be fully clothed uh, closed um because that is open I mean, it's hard to get that blade in there yeah you just need to tweak it enough just to yeah right. yep. yeah for anybody that's got the existing version yep just Take two seconds, grab a pair of pliers on the boat, and just give her a squeeze. Yes, Chris, up here. Uh, well, I guess Minnesota, or Wisconsin finally, was it last year or the year before, adopted a year-round catch and release. Um, but you can't start – I mean, you guys have some border waters in Wisconsin. They're a little different. But, like, the inland waters, you can't start fishing tournaments until, what, like May – first weekend in May, right? Correct. Um, and then in Minnesota, our catch and release doesn't open until Mother's Day weekend, and we get two weeks of catch and release, and then like it's Memorial Day weekend that we can start fishing tournaments. But Mississippi River, Winnicani, some of those places, there's a few other places that we can fish year-round, but we're a little bit limited, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely hard to get your head around sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. That's what, um, that's what the rivers are for. Should, we talked about weed guards a little bit earlier, but like their weed guards are very light, like they're very sparse, designed that way as a swim jig. Uh, so you should never have to trim a Super K uh, swim jig weed guard because there's not much to trim. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, that's one of the keys with our stuff is that uh, you can just pull it out of the package and throw it right on because we are, we pre-trim the skirts and we you know put in the correct weed guard for the you know jig type. I mean, if you want the heavier ones, we can definitely put it on. And we have some on there that, you know, do have those. But uh, most of the time we use that FG12 weave guard. So, yeah. 
a little dab of super glue with the wire keeper that gives you a little extra insurance for sure. Um, yep. Ruben says super care reminds me of six cents sport. I don't know if super six cents is quite as small as they used to be, but um, um, you guys did have a musky size clacking for a while, right? Or not, or or you just do the big swim jigs? Yeah. Or I think I made you that one, obviously. It never we didn't offer it on the website, okay. Uh, but I do have the bigger blades for those as well. Um, so that is something that once we get this blade dialed in, we will upsize it and be able to offer a, a chatterbait in a musky size package. But you do have the what, what they're called the Kong swim jigs, yep. yep. Which are these big dogs? So if you're looking for a, a musky pike swim jig. There you go. Yeah, and those are you know full length. I think six inch, seven inch skirts on them, so you can run them that way. You can trim them up to whatever you want. You know, there's a couple in there that are split skirts with shorts and longs. And I think I haven't updated the pictures, so all of those I believe are still on the seven knots. But I'm building everything on the nine knots now. Okay. Yep. And yeah, it works good for uh, big stripers too. Rich, a lot of guys, I know some guys out east that grabbed them for striper fishing, like hybrids, like those, mm-hmm. you know, 30, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounders, they can handle those fish well. And, you know, they're inexpensive bait for these musky guys, too, that have to spend 30, 40 bucks on a bait sometimes. So just a different, different gives them a different avenue to use in some situations <clears throat> or even big bass down south. I mean, bass aren't afraid to eat a six inch bait, you know, I mean, seven, eight inch bait you've seen some of those bass with another bass in their mouths. So, you know, people can use those down there too and have a heavy duty, something else that nobody else is throwing probably. So, yeah, I would say off the record, Brendan, if you really need a big chatterbait, just send an email to info at super <laughs> off the record. <laughs> um, the big blade is about this big. I'm looking at one right now. It's yeah. It's about an inch and a quarter by wide by inch and three quarter tall. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, we're and it thumps. Ugh, I like, don't want to do that. And your bow. Yeah, right around 130 <laughs> people tuning in. Oh, we are going to do a giveaway tonight. Did I forget to say that? We got to do that. We got to squeeze that in. We we only got a half an hour left. We got to. What do we need to cover here? Um, Everything else. Yeah. We should we should talk about the partnership. Yeah, I was just going to say there was a good question that was going to segue <clears throat> that into that. Let me uh, find that question. Uh, Chris says, "How hard would it be to get in the tungsten jig game?" You just got to know a guy. You just got to know a guy. <laughs> you got to know some guy. Yeah, so uh, we're doing something unique. I guess we just started this spring, just kind of rolling it out that um, now that basically Super K is the custom hand-tied shop for Bastac Tungsten, I guess would be the best way to put it. So you can go to uh, Super K Jigs and get any Bastac Tungsten football or flipping jigs, and basically you can custom order your heads and your uh, your color your head, and then you basically just fill out, you know, if you want to pick a color they got off their site, say I want Kizu Gill or River Gill or, you know, 
you know, magic craw or whatever, or you can, um, you know, spell it out or send a picture and get uh, tungsten jigs hand tied to uh, your custom color spec. Did I nail it? Was there anything else? That was <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, it's perfect, uh, and it's just it's really it's it's exciting. It's it's super hard to pour tungsten, so it's not done a lot over here. Uh, there's a lot more goes into it. So uh, it was great being able to partner with you and offer this for your customers and our customers as some other kind of option where uh, we can give them a, a really good product and you know let them get exactly what they want out of it. So yeah, so it's the best tech you know, heads and jigs that I use all the time. Um, but, you know, I think we only offer ours in like, I don't know, eight or 10 core colors um, to keep our SKUs down. So we've always thought about having a custom shop and we just, you know, we had such a good start to last year on things going on swim jigs. We just thought, hey, let's let's roll it out. And how would we do this? And uh, we decided that, you know, basically they would be the custom shop, you know, basically add value to jigs that, you know, we're not going to do. And this way we don't have to add, 10 or 20 skew colors to our shop uh, and it kind of just works out. So you get kind of, you know, custom hand tied, anything under the rainbow, basically Kelly can tie you up. Um, if it's, you know, one of their patterns or something you've got, then, uh, you know, that's a, a great option. Mm-hmm. People are excited. Yep. So that's cool. I'm excited. I don't have to pour the damn things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and they are great. You know, one of the biggest things that made it easy is the fact that we both run must ads. You know, we both believe yep. in that hook. Uh, we know it's reliable. It's resharpenable. It's it's a quality product. So it was really a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Let's see here. And we uh, uh, uh. so I guess the other thing we want, don't want to forget about um, is the giveaway. So let me. Uh, so we're going to give away some jigs, which is going to be a mixture of, I think, uh, I guess, what did you tie up while I'm getting the photo up? Uh, so I've got three best. Oh, are you bringing that photo up? Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll go ahead and talk best, about it while I'm looking for it. Three Bass Tech heads. Um, two, I've got one green pumpkin Arky, a brown Arky, and then a black football head. And then two of our... Uh, swim jig heads with the brand new paint colors I just picked up and have not had a chance to play around with. So that was my opportunity to play around with the new paint colors. All right. So this is what the winner is going to get tonight. So you're going to get uh, a brown craw. And I, I, I tried to uh, pattern these off of the posts you put up from the classic. So those two flipping jigs are as close as I could get to. The, so this is your your inspiration of the uh, the Christie colors from the uh, the classic. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The two Arky head ones. Yep. There you go. So kind of a bluegill craw. Uh, and those are those three eighths or half ounce. Uh, halves. Okay. I think all, and all then we got. Yep. All three it looks like a half ounce half. black and blue with a finesse cut on the football jig. And then People three excited about this in chat. Um, and then you've got a swim jig. So you got this kind of like a kind of a bright gill down here. And what would you call the one on the left here? 
I don't know. I was just messing around. <laughs> golden Shiner, maybe. Type there deal. you go. That's yeah, a pretty good Golden Shiner, I was going to say. So. This guy so. comes up with a lot of fantastic colors, by the way. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, none of none of these are not colors. This is just stuff I played around with today. Yeah, so that you're truly getting like uh, one of a kind. Although if you if you know if you think you really if you win these, or if you're like I have to have that, this is your time. Screenshot it right now, <laughs> and then you can say, "Hey, I want this one, <laughs> or I want all of these, or or whatever." Right, so. Um, or if you buy them, you can take a picture of them. And, and uh, so I'm going to get the giveaway set up here. Let me tee up a question for you guys while I'm doing that. Um, Were you surprised those guys at the classics weren't throwing more swim jigs? That's what I was. I thought it was going to be. I actually, well, I was kind of thought there'd be more spinner baits myself, but um, I did too. I thought. I guess I. I I'm a big Jason Christie fan. I thought he would be throwing a more spinner bait. He surprised me, uh, you know, on the last day, just doing what he always does and just kind of sticking to his guns. But yeah, I thought they'd be throwing a little bit more moving baits up there shallow because it seemed like those fish were acting so weird. But I was just, I was surprised. I thought I'd see a little bit more moving baits. For sure. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? So the other thing is like they, they have that dog fennel that used to be in Hartwell, that kind of bank grass. And I guess they haven't drawn it down enough for that stuff to regrow. So I wonder if that's why we didn't see like as many swim jigs and spinner baits uh, this year. But Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Brian asked, so Corey, me and, and Kelly, we'll give your kind of favorite retrieves for a swim jig while I pull this up. I uh, uh, usually yeah. will. Oh, go ahead. Take it. I mean, for me, you know, I'm usually, we're working dock lines, and so I'm just tossing it up and kind of a straight retrieve, usually a couple of twitches when I'm bringing it back, um, not burning it, you know, by any means, uh, but honestly, really quite simple, and that's really all it needs. Occasionally, I'll have to slow it down and, you know, let it get down to bottom, stop it, and pause it, but generally speaking, just a few twitches while I'm bringing it back. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I usually either, uh, you know, steady retrieve with some action in there is what I'd call it, or uh, I'll throw it out and let it settle and then get it moving and kind of let it settle again and then keep it moving from there just to see if anything kind of just uh, hanging around a stump or something to that nature, you know, and just fishing on the way back, so... Yeah, cool. So for those that are not are new here or haven't been part of this, people are already doing this. Uh, basically, you just type in the chat hashtag SuperK and you'll see the entries get pulled up here. You only have to do it once. Doing it more than once will not get you more entries. Um, <clears throat> so everybody's the chat's lighting up with that. Um, best way to get bites in open water. <laughs> if it's clean, I would say probably speed. Uh, uh, if it's clear water. Um what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I would depend on, yeah, I think it's the same thing. If you're fishing that clean, clear water over rock, I'd say as fast as you can go or as natural of a color and as slow as you can go with right. the swim jig. I mean, I've crawled those, some of those swim jigs, brown swim jig over rocks before and just got pounded by smallies 
So it can it can either be super fast or super slow, but yeah, dirty water, op, you know, open water, I'd say you almost have to just throw it out and let it hit something, let it run into something. So it's amazing all the people that chat for the first time when you do a giveaway that you didn't see all night. <laughs> like Eric. That's how it's supposed to work. And uh, Chad Keller. I see you guys. Long-time listener, first-time commenters. <clears throat> um. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got people. Uh, Kevin Stevens. Got hook setters in here. Let's uh, So we'll give this a couple more minutes for people to get their... Uh, We'll pull up a few more questions here. <clears throat> um, trailer you guys recommend. I think we talked about this earlier. Like I would say my two main trailers day in and day out are probably for me a menace scrub and a uh, skinny dipper or a little dipper. Sorry. Those are probably my two most common that I use. Uh, how about you guys? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. Definitely 99% of the time throwing a, you know, a menace grub style. I've got a couple of local, you know, plastic guys that I work with that do some custom colors for me. And that's, I mean, that thing, that's all I'm using. Yeah. yeah I, I throw a menace grub a lot and, uh, you know, either longer, I can shorten it up too. I've used the smaller one sometimes. Um, and then I'll also throw like just a normal old, you, you know, grub, just a regular old curly tail grub sometimes too. Back in the day, that's you can all we ever threw was just like a regular grub. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I have. There we go. Just a, just a curly tail grub, like a Kalen's or, you know, get bit or something like that. Just a. <clears throat> I actually I to that last year the color I wanted the only style I could find it in was curly tail grub and I got lucky because it nailed them but it worked great so you know. question about tinsel yep we've yes, got we uh, have tinsel okay. I, saw I don't think you have a you don't have a lot of it in your standard colors, but it can be done on request, right? Yep. So there's the the that black and purple that's got tinsel in it. There you go. Yeah. There's one. Uh, the ice out has silver tinsel. Got Rich's Goldilocks knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just ran into him last week at one of the stores oh, yeah? in town. Yep. Nice. But uh, so yeah, we I mean we use tinsel. Um, I've got oh the uh, uh, Wisconsin Wildman Spectacle swim jig is loaded with tinsel. That's got there two colors, go. two colors of blue. That thing I've been selling that at the shows. Just that's probably one of the fast, biggest sellers at the show this year. Nice. Well, welcome, Trevor. We'll give him the the one of us, one of us. <laughs> Welcome to the team. That's awesome. <clears throat> All right, here. I think everybody, did everybody get in? <laughs> I had not heard this, but evidently Blockett thinks the single tail grubs are the devil. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Probably does. Um, 
how effective are jigs on the spawn? <clears throat> I mean, they're an amazing pre-spawn and post-spawn. I don't know how much I would use them like bedding, but in situations on the river where you can't see the beds, I think slow rolling a swim jig can be pretty effective. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of times a swim jig is kind of good, even if they are bedding, especially like smallies, right? They'll a lot of times like flash on your bait and nip at it. And a swim jig is a good way. Like if they nip at a swim jig, you're going to hook them most of the time. So it can be sneaky good. I mean, I wouldn't say like if you're visibly sight fishing jigs in the spawn, but <clears throat> there's there's definitely a, 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 a way to play, I think. Yeah, I uh, I do like them in the spawn. I mean, because the spawn, I guess, is a time frame, right? It's not like just during the spawn because those fish will spawn at different times. So if, if you go into those, I mean, I used to fish a lake that had a river system coming into it and it had some uh, clear water pockets coming in. And that's where those bass would spawn. And I would go in there and I would use it as a search bait. And then when I'd come back out, I'd fish something slower, you know, but I would pick off three or four ones that were maybe just ready to get on the bed or sure. had just gotten done. So, uh, and that's the ones that are the funnest, you know, cause they're going to just pound it. So. Yeah, for sure. Like if there's fish on beds, there's probably fish that are not quite on beds and fish that are done. And the swim jig is really good at catching them in those stages for sure. All right see here you got about one more minute and then uh we're gonna do the drawing here <clears throat> see here y'all throwing white most of the time uh I, I mix it up i would say it's probably you know maybe like a quarter of the time i'm throwing a white a quarter of the time i'm throwing a gill a quarter of the time i'm throwing kind of a black and blue and then there's a quarter is like everything else right like a river blue or something a little bit kind of unique you know, like uh, what you said, the Intimidator and some of those. Um, so it's it's a little bit of, I don't know, trial and error, but uh, I don't know. You mean you your quarter? Think. Yeah, I think the quarter of the time is experimenting, uh, yeah. you know, experimenting. And then you kind of lock into the, you know, I'm usually locked into one of the white or that bluegill color for the most part too, to start with. And then I play off of those, you know, if they're, if they're hitting the bluegill, but they're not hitting it well, you know, you go darker maybe to the black just to give them more of a profile. And if they're, if, you know, same thing with the white, if they're, you know, not hitting the white, maybe go darker or, you know, you can't really go lighter than white, but you know, you can change your trailer and, and change the, you know, to a chartreuse instead of a white trailer and, and do some of those things. But I, I think that's where I usually start with. And, you know, then there's this experimentation time when you get to those lakes, it's like, okay, I'm trying to match the hatch or I just want something that looks completely different. So I agree. And so, yeah, if you see any colors on the, on the website and you don't see it in one style or another, like any color, any jig, you can get anything you want. You just got to, you know, if you don't see it, you see a color in one that's not listed under swim jig or whatever, you just have to send a note and say, hey, I want, you know, this and that, and they'll make it. Yeah. All right. Let's, we love uh, Magic Craw too. Magic Craw is good. It is a good color. Absolutely, Michael. That's probably one of <laughs> amazing uh, time to throw a swim jig is that when they first come up. Yeah. Nick says he throws Pat's secret color. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we just tell everybody what Pat's secret color is? <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? I think <clears throat> I might have it on the shelf back here. Right. says there's 83 people in. Uh, let's do the drawing here. 
All right. Greg Spade. There you go, Greg. Hopefully you're here. Um, send me a note on Instagram, Facebook, uh, wherever you want to send me a note or uh, email at rich at richlingren.com. And uh, we'll, I'll get the address to Kelly and Kelly will send you out some jigs. They'll be in the mail tomorrow. If you get your Congrats. contact info in by tomorrow morning, they'll be in the mail tomorrow. If you drag your feet, then... And he said he's here. So there you go. Then it will take longer. There you go. But... That's Greg right there. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we got about 15 minutes left before we roll into the uh, the members-only after party tonight. Um, hopefully, you guys will stick around and answer a few questions tonight, maybe for a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I think uh, I have to put my rig in because I'm burning battery like I'm burning gas. We'll have, we'll have a five-minute bio break for batteries and restrooms and refills and things like that before we get started for us and for the people watching so um do you guys have any finesse cover jigs yeah yeah what's your category they're rich so yeah i mean they got all kinds of different styles on those just take take a gander on the super k website they got a lot of different things um do you offer any of your swim jigs in different wires are they all the heavy wire uh, so yeah, all of the, anything that's skirted except for the lion's mane, which is our flare collared finesse, um, is on a heavy gauge. That's on a light wire, a four rod light wire with a horizontal tie, um, football head, typically on a quarter to three ace ounce option. Um, but yeah, everything else, we tend to run that heavy gauge hook. Let's see here. Yeah. I think these are all good. I mean, we talked about the dippers, little dippers, swimming Senko. I know people like that. Um, yep. There's, I mean, there's almost not anything that's bad, right? Like, there's there's really no wrong way to trailer a swim jig. I guess it's what, what you get bid on and what you have confidence in, to be honest. <clears throat> um, yeah, I agree. I don't think – you guys don't do the Minnesota shows, do you? No, not no. this year. The only one left is the one in Eau Claire, the uh, Chippewa Valley Sports Show, or actually, what is it? The Wisconsin Sports Show, I think. Yeah. So that's in Eau Claire, and that is next weekend, the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Okay. So, I mean, that's not that far. If you guys live in the cities where I do, that's only 90 minutes away. Um, it'll be right. I guess like it's a direct competition with the Northwest Sports Show. So I don't know how many people are gonna. <laughs> that's our big show. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's also the big musky expo here in Wausau. So there's okay. gonna be pulling their hair out trying to figure out where to go. But they're all three day shows, so you a day at each one. There you go. Actually, the Northwest is a four day show. Well, there you go. Let's see here. Let's see if there's any other. Yes, yeah, Simon. If you want to become a member, you just hit the join button uh, underneath the screen. It might be under your live chat if you're on mobile. But yeah, the the join button next to the subscribe button is how you become a member. Uh... We did discuss real speeds earlier. 
Um, and I guess I think both Corey and I said we kind of like uh, seven to one, eight to one's kind of higher gear ratio for swim jigs. I forget. Did you say what you liked, Kelly? Uh, I mean, I'm running a Revo. I think I'm a seven one, seven three. I forget what it is exactly, but I, I mean, I like it. I mean, I'm you know, you can make your own adjustments if you need to slow down, slow down. And yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, I I wouldn't really like throwing much higher i don't think um i'm sure there's situations but generally the way i fish i mean that seven point whatever it is i've got on that is a really comfortable and i fish a lot on the river so i i'm bank fishing a lot so a lot of times i'm fishing current and that you know if i have to pull downstream it does good you know if i'm pulling back upstream i just slow down my retrieval so for me, that's been a perfect ratio. Yeah. I think when you get below sand. seven, there's occasionally a bites where they come and run at you <laughs> and you'll regret yeah. not having at least a seven to one because like I had it one happen on the St. Croix in a club tournament and man, I was pulling my hair out because them fish were just running right at me and I couldn't keep them pinned. And I was just, so that's why we tend to like the seven or eight to ones because you can always slow down, but when a fish bites and if they're running, you can't reel fast enough sometimes. So I agree with that. They do hit that and come at you a lot of times or go sideways, kind of like a, like a 45 when they eat yeah. that bait. And uh, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with them. Even with the seven to one, sometimes I remember cranking my hand as fast as I could and I couldn't get that rod to bow up sometimes, you know? So I went, that's why I went to the eight O's on for the most part. Yeah. So, Michael, if you got colors you like, you can literally just take a picture and send that into an email, and uh, Kelly can whip them up uh, to match. Yeah, there's an email link, I think, on the very bottom of the homepage on the website where it says contact us. Um, That's, yep. And we're on Instagram, Facebook. You can hit us up, any of those, if you got questions. Or you can just there's a custom tab option on any of those jigs you can just order them up and punch in your directions and uh when you check out it it asks for your phone number and your email so if there's any questions i typically if i get any custom orders i always text or email pictures before i send them out just to make sure that everybody's on the same page um and make sure you're getting exactly what it is that you want i don't have to make very many changes but occasionally i do Sure. Um, yeah, I, I haven't fished a ton of spotted fisheries with swim jigs, but I definitely know guys down, especially like on the Coosa and Alabama River, that swim jigs are really popular down there for, uh, for spots for sure. I know. Yeah, uh, had a lot of custom orders from some of our guys on some colors that they had to have for going down there to catch those spots. So. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? What was the tournament? Neely Henry, a lot of guys throwing swim jigs, catching spots. Um, I can't say that I have five my favorite colors. I, I noticed like in that Neely Henry tournament, like it seemed like it was either a, a white shad type pattern or a black and blue were the two most popular in that Elite Series tournament. I did want to mention one thing while I was thinking about it. 
if you guys so omnia fishing <laughs> on their must-have sales section they have like an amazing amount of stuff actually not this section it's the bargain bin that's where i want to go uh things that you wouldn't expect to be in the uh so yeah you tell us the best five colors for swim jigs if you live on neely <laughs> um it's kind of <laughs> slow to load here but uh they've got like dt10s dt6s dt8s menace scrubs flatworms senkos seaman like all this stuff is like 20 to 25 percent off rage bugs creature hogs like they they must just have gotten a bunch of stuff in they literally don't have room for i mean seagar like so it's worth checking out. There's a bunch of stuff in there. And I know you guys don't like when I do this because it ends up costing people money when I show them these sales. But uh, I don't think of it as like cost avoidance for putting gas in your truck if you can scoop up some tackle uh, deep discounts here. <laughs> there's, there's some You can get a bunch of menace scrubs to go with your uh, swim jigs that you're about to order. So, but they got, I mean, it's not just like, you know, you think a bargain bin, you're thinking about like those like weird looking baits and odd colors, but like they've got like, brand new stuff you know uh og slims dt8s like all kinds of stuff so all right yeah i was i was uh watching that while you're scrolling through there's a ton of trailer options in there for swim jigs that yep just load up on for cheap prices <clears throat> Yeah, Definitely, you can't you know, go wrong I... with a. Go ahead, Cal. <clears throat> I was just say you can't go wrong with crankbaits and swim jigs on a couple rods. That's usually like you know, if they're not hitting that swim jig, crankbait will catch them too. So, love those swims. The flat, the the flat sided crankbaits is one of my favorites to throw. Like the dt7 tombstone one they had for a while sure. i have a handful of those yet love those so cool yeah drew has, i've heard about josh jones down in oklahoma throwing a swim jig without a trailer do you guys do that much or do you hear a lot of guys throwing swim jigs i, I think kelly said last year you were catching them without a trailer for a while weren't you or something uh you yeah i think that was uh, that was on the clacking um, oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, uh, but like my spinner baits, I don't trailer trailer those up at all. Yeah, I blades and skirts for me. I mean, that I think there's enough action going on in my mind. You know, for me, there's enough action going on with everything that's already moving that I don't necessarily need another piece of plastic on there to add more action. Or more flash, for that matter. But, yeah, as far as swim jigs go, I mean, you can definitely throw them naked, but I generally don't. Yeah, I think I haven't seen how he does it or what he's doing, and I could see maybe if, you know, if, if he's live scoping and they're pressured fish, it could be something subtle, almost like kind of a, you know, like a Demiki rig or that eye motion stuff. And I wonder if he's actually, like, shaking it so that, skirts like pulsing I, I would imagine it wasn't just a, like a maybe it is right because right? like people swim like a fluke right where it's just like i guess it would be something like that so you know for suspended fish i guess i could see it 
Yeah, you you could put the right um, if you tied tinsel in there and made it so it had some action like that. That stuff that moves on its own or living rubber. Maybe that's what you're doing is leaving some strands longer than the other to give it a little bit of action without having that bulk of a trailer. I mean, I guess it'd be like throwing a marabou kind of in that respect, right? Right, right. Here you go. This is the new color, Skidmark, white with a few strands of brown. (laughs) I saw that. It's about the Can same do. ways. We're right around, right under, right over $4, depending on where you're at. JJ said it hunts better without a trailer. And uh, he said it's all live scope. Cool. Well, we're just about bumped up to the time here. I guess last minute, few things. If any last minute questions before we jump into the uh, the members only, I will post a link to the members only for people that uh, want to get there quickly uh, in the chat. Um, but if you came in late, you can catch the replay on Facebook, on YouTube, or the uh, the uh, Hellabass podcast. Um, I think they got some colors with the chartreuse jig head, don't you? Or kind of a bright head. Uh, the uh, the bass backwards. Yes, I think so. I guess steep. Yeah, I could see over a lipless. I definitely would like a jig or a swim jig on a steep grass. I think. Um. Guess while we're thinking about it, if you guys came in late, there's the code uh, for Super K to get yourself a discount um, on some made in the USA hand tied swim jigs and other stuff. Um, and let's see here. So I'm going to. Here's the members only link for the members. And if you want to join, you still got time. We're going to take a five minute break here in just a few minutes. For those that aren't uh, joining us, uh, thanks guys for coming on. I think we had a lot of fun. We covered a lot of ground. We answered a lot of questions. I think people got, you know, reinforced what they knew about swim jigs or hopefully uh, uh, learned something. I believe it was Greg, right? Was the winner tonight, Chris. Um, So. Yep. And for you guys that didn't win, you still got the code and everybody's a winner tonight. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks everybody for joining for sure. Yeah, so cool. We're gonna sign off, take a break, and for the people that want to join the members only after party, uh, we'll be on there in five minutes. So see you guys over there. And as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass, suck less. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.